Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our Season 2 sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot. Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. That's right, the Youth Hockey Podcast, for those of you who can pronounce TH. Um, I would love to tell you that uh, that Lance, if, if you remember, Lance in his 15-minute podcast sounded very serious the entire time. And uh, we learned that that was because Lance has actually become the, uh, 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 an, ap- an actual expert in the hockey world this weekend because he had to watch his kids uh, try out for uh, uh, the WHL. So Lance, um, can you tell me something about that tryout that maybe uh, you didn't like so much? And can you tell me that in your 15-minute in your podcast voice? which was a lot like this, if you remember. Yeah. I'm Batman. <laughs> I know. Did you, have you listened I, to it, Dave? I listened to it. No, entire, no. Oh, uh, I, I listened to it start <laughs> to finish. First of all, he slags you for, for getting into too much detail. Second of all, he calls me a dope. Third of all, he takes the entire island of Switzerland, which is an island, by the way, down uh, uh, ruthlessly. Uh, so if you guys haven't gotten a chance to listen to Lance's 15-minute podcast, totally worth the time. And also, he does sound a lot like Batman the entire time. Well, I don't know if I can do that uh, intentionally. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, right there. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. But I will tell you this. Uh, it, well, to, to correct you, it wasn't WHL. It was USHL. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, uh, It's only a different country. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but, thanks. Uh, thanks, guys. Hey, can I, can I digress for one second here? Sure. Um, uh, because because I, I happen to be here in Canada and um, it's it's interesting like there's two on one hand there's this amazing thing like you go out and you get some like you buy some food and you pay the money and then it's like oh it's almost like I got a discount because then what you actually paid was you know something less because of the uh, exchange rate however the one place where this doesn't um, equate is in fuel prices and I know right now everybody's like super uh, uh, upset in the U.S. about, oh my God, we're paying whatever. The, <laughs> the price of a gallon of gas here. The first thing is you go to a gas station and you don't even know what you're paying because it says like 307.9, and they're like, what? 307.9? Are we talking Canadian dollars per gallon? I mean, I mean, I knew it was high, but but there's some. I don't even understand what those numbers mean. But apparently, it's something like uh, nine dollars a gallon of gas up here. So uh, any money you might be wow. saving for uh, food and, and, and goods, uh, you'll pay right back in gas and gas tax. Uh, can uh, I, can a, I hit you with something uh, uh, ancillary to that? Yeah, yeah. Scotland, uh, they made me uh, convert from liters all the time. Right. And, and I figured out that every time I filled up my car, it was a house payment, basically. That's yeah. that's pretty much what yeah. it was. Because every time it was a Volvo, it was like uh, it was a uh, what they call it? we call it station wagon. They called it an estate. Sorry, an estate car, uh, and it was literally uh, it, it it was a monthly rent 
when I was back in college, that's what it was to fill up. Yeah. That yeah. They, I mean, people in Europe pay a lot of money for, for gas. We, you know, we have it real good here in the U S comparatively. Um, and, uh, by the way, did you, did you ever go to the motor factors uh, store? <laughs> that's another thing about Europe that, uh, is that especially in, that, is that in Scotland or is it's, that I think so. I mean, it, like the, the British Isles, uh, Ireland and whatnot. It's like, Oh, no, they're no, I'm sorry, going into the not. motor factors. So. No, no. Well, anyway, all right. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we, you know, someday we'll have a, uh, a listener from, uh, from Britain that will chime in there. We had an excellent, we had an excellent coach. Thing. We had a Scottish coach. Uh, maybe I can reach out to him. Uh, he was the coach of the Kilmarnock lightning, a mm-hmm. uh, really nice young man. Uh, uh, maybe I could uh, get him to come on and dispel our ideas about, uh, how much it costs to, to fill up a tank and uh, talk about motor works and, uh, maybe even talk to Lance about what to do if your kid is placed on a line with two benders. Go ahead, Lance. Well, did you want me to talk about the USHL first, or are we I don't know, Lance. I thought you wanted to talk about what, you, Lance. You're acting like we didn't talk about. I thought this it was the same. We topic. came to air. I thought, I thought that was, was it. Right, right, right. But anyway, USHL. Oh. Yes, let's let's hear. Well, that. I will I'll touch. I'll touch briefly on that because you're right. And again, Lorenz. I'm sure Lorenz is going to have a field day with Lance's bragging, but. Uh, uh, it was quite interesting, and, and I'll tell Don't you. Don't mess with Lance Alexander, Lorenz. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. He, it was with kids' gloves, by the way. L- uh, did you hear Lorenz's fifteen minutes, Raleigh? No, no. Okay, okay. He takes it. Okay, he takes a shot at, at at me, of course. That and nobody has any problem with that. He <laughs> takes a a small shot at Lance, just about you know bragging about his kids and all the time. And then he's like, "Oh, and Ralston is so amazing and so smart, and everything he does is wonderful." And so. Of course, Lance, I, you know, I just got crapped on, but Lance takes it completely serious that, he, that someone has undercut him at all. He's like, God, what, what does he mean? I don't blah, blah, blah. So, so, um, uh, uh, Lorenz, if you're listening, do not mess with Lance Alexander. He has the fury of, uh, I don't know, behind him, but he has that fury. Don't do the it. Kraken. He's got the fury of the Kraken. Okay, go ahead, Lance. So. Anyway, I'll be very brief about it. All I'll say is this, is that uh, uh, I was amazed at the level of play watching this, the, the guys that they were honed in on. And these are the 40 or 50 guys that were seriously considering. Um, I was amazed. Uh, it is. It was some of the fastest, funnest uh, hockey I'd ever seen. And, and Randy knows from Shattuck to all these places, I've seen some hockey and uh, I was like, okay, I, I, I get it now. I, I understand why maybe, uh, you know, when my kid's ready for the next level, because uh, it, it was just incredible. Like I said, the, the pace of the game was so incredibly fast and the decisions you have to make I mean, if you hesitated for a second, the puck was already halfway down the ice in the other direction. I mean, you, it, it, for me, for even me, it was just shocking how fast you have to make decisions. I mean, you can't even, it has to be instinct. You know, your brain doesn't have time to process. And these kids were all incredible. And I understand why they're there and why they were selected. And uh, just to reinforce uh, Lorenz's, uh, attitude towards the Alexanders. I will say, I, I probably say <laughs> my son did not embarrass himself out there. Well, wow. was this the, um, was this the combine? 
this was th- this year. This particular team did it differently. Like a lot of years, they have a separate. They have like a pre-camp where they invite a bunch of people and they whittle that down. Like the last one we did, they invited like a hundred people out there and they were going to take ten, maybe fifteen guys from that pool of people and combine them with all their protected players, draft draft picks, returning players, et cetera. And then they were going to select their team from there. This time they brought everybody together, returning players, non-returning players. I don't know if this was true, but parents told me because there were eight teams that there was, uh, and they were numbered one through eight, that if you were in number teams, one, two, three, and four, you were part of the serious, serious group and five, six, seven, and eight, uh, are there more as future and people trying to get experience on, on what it's all about and what it takes. And uh, like I said, uh, so they had them all there, but they were really focused on those 60 kids that were in teams one through four. Like I said, thankfully, uh, however way we got in, uh, my son was on team three. And, uh, and, and I think there was some validity to what the parents said because most all of the people competing in that bracket had the team, you know, the team, the host team's helmets and jerseys and clothes. So you knew they were part of that club. Uh, you know, the other group of four teams, there were none. They were all people wearing uh, uniforms and helmets and stuff from outside organizations. And uh, like I said, I was proud. My son, uh, he didn't make the cut you know, to the team, but he certainly uh, proved, at least to me, that he could keep up with them. He could make decisions uh, in three games. He had a goal and three assists, which was not bad. Um, and he did well. So, but but again, the point I was going to say is that, you know, a lot of us parents, Lance included, say, oh, my kid can play at that level. My kid can do this. And, and why is Joey on that team? And you don't even consider my kid. And then I watch these guys play and I'm like, okay, I get it these guys can play hockey, you know, right. These guys were just incredible. And they're, you know, I don't know uh, where they factored. They certainly didn't play in like the semis or the finals. So it makes me wonder, gosh, how good are the championship teams in this league? If these guys aren't even on a championship team. And well, yeah, there's, there's uh, teams. I mean, the first thing is uh, the uh, U S national development team team program. I think that's that's the right acronym, right? The uh, you know the kids that are hand picked, selected, uh, make it up through the uh, the USA Hockey um, you know uh, system of right. of going to districts and and regionals and everything, and you know they they call that and pick a, a couple of supposedly the best of the best of the best kids, and they go and they put that team together and they play in the USHL and they don't always win. Like that tells you everything you need to know about the level of quality and uh, and competitiveness. And these kids, you know, that this is your stepping stone to Division One college and and uh, NHL. So of course, yeah, it's it's going to so be. So Lance, Lance, do you mind yes. if I uh, if I suggest? Did they remind you of a young Dave Rolston? <laughs> they did. Yeah, they that, did it was that impressive. Seen, Every single seen one of those kids were Dave Rolston or above. In his prime, exactly. That's an impressive group. Yeah. That is. An I'm sure group. they're. Uh, well, let me tell you. I'll tell you two more. 
I'll tell you two stories out of there that I found interesting. Um, item number one was uh, what's a, the, the NTTP team. So there was a kid out there who I think just by the fact that the program, like you said, he came from, he was pretty assured of a spot on the team, but he was wearing his USA hockey attire. So everyone knew uh, where he had come from. He, he's aged out because I think they play 16 and 17 and at 18, you move on. So he'd age out. That's why he was there because he's going to play USHL. And I thought it was interesting that a player on the other team who was a monstrous defenseman went completely out of his way to engage this guy and then proceed to uh, beat on the guy uh, in a fight. And you could tell he just wanted to prove to that guy jealousy or whatever it was that you ain't poop and uh, went after him intentionally. I thought that was interesting. And then uh, the other thing that kind of opened my eyes is uh, there was an 05 out there who's already, I guess, a commit to some D1 college. And um, he, I mean, he, he moved up and down. He was a big boy. It, you know, you guys know my son, John's kind of a big boy. Uh, I don't know, I guess I could say stocky-ish, uh, big boned. This kid was bigger than, than my son, John. And that guy moved like the wind. And when he came down the ice, you got out of the way because it was a runaway freight train. And if you got in his way, boy, whether he had the puck or not, you were going to feel the impact of, of him. And he, this kid is two years younger than my sons. And I was like, holy moly. Yeah, well, there's uh, – I don't know how many are going to play, but there's, you know, kids that are 06s that have been, uh, you know, drafted um, in the first and second round of the USHL. And uh, I think we were playing um, back in, in Cali, believe it or not, in a uh, little uh, pickup game that uh, is kind of well-known, run by one of the coaches down there. And one of these kids was there with his all his USHL – stuff on and this kids in 06 uh it, i'm sure both of you guys know know the kid um so anyway uh there are you know that that's that's the thing if, if you're doing it at that age and i don't know how many you know there's certainly exceptions but uh but there are kids that are uh, exceptional uh at a young age and uh um with that said um uh i guess well let me just ask you like so you guys, you going there, I mean, your son who was there has been drafted in the past in the USHL uh, and you've kind of chose, you've like had your pick of various opportunities to try for. Um, the, how did you look at this, this particular thing and, and, what, and did you get any feedback and, and what, you know, what do you take away from this? And, you know, what's your, what's your thought for this coming year? Um, well, I'll tell you, the, uh, this is why, because I, to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't have even brought him out there under normal circumstances. But the reason we ended up here uh, at that particular club at this time was because um, there were certain D1 teams or colleges uh, were going to be there. And uh, our advisor, which is probably one of the reasons why you want to have an advisor when the time is right, uh, had made arrangements that certain colleges were going to look at uh, my son, uh, both, you know, as a prospect, but mainly to give the advisor 
input as to where he's at, what are his strengths, what are his weaknesses, what they would expect from him to develop during the season. So this was, like you said, this was basically a fact-finding mission, and that's why we were there. And so the so the, the reason it was that team is because the advisor uh, knows the team, and they were they uh, you know they respect him, they were happy to help us uh, get him in front of the right people. And I was there, and I'll tell you, I've got I'm such a uh, pessimist sometimes when people tell me, come out here, there's going to be all these opportunities and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I went around, I was asked to go around and kind of scout the rink um, to see who exactly was there because most of them would be wearing jackets. And uh, by the by the tryouts end, I counted 15 D1 representation there. 15. So he got seen by Right. A lot of people. And I haven't got the feedback yet, but that's probably going to come in the, the weeks to come because, you know, they're just finishing up now. Uh, you know, all these people are on the road. Uh, I would assume the advisor is going to let them get back home and then he's going to talk to the organization and he's going to talk to his contacts at those various schools. And then hopefully my son will get some very valuable feedback as to where he's at and where he needs to get to. And um, uh, as far as this year is concerned, are you guys looking to change leagues? Are you thinking you'll go think, stay in the NCDC? I think we're, our plan is to, uh, amongst the, you know, my son, myself, our advisor, I think the plan has always been to stay with, uh, with, the, org with the NCDC, with the team they're on. Um, again, I, I don't know if we touched on it very much, but my son – uh, had a few injuries during the season, so he didn't accomplish what he felt uh, he could. So everyone felt like, you know, it's a great organization. They treated him like gold. Uh, no reason not to stick with them and continue the journey, you know. And it yeah. is feasible for him to get a D1 commit or a D3 commit, whatever it might be, out of that organization. So he could play out his junior uh, eligibility at that program and still move on to a, a good college program. So Lance, now tell me if I'm crazy at the beginning of this, you said, I want to talk about what happens when your kid gets on the line with two, you know, two people that aren't very good. When did that happen? And can we move to that? Or is that now? Yes. dead? Is that a dead topic? No, 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 no. We can resuscitate it or not. But beforehand, I remember you, we were talking before the show and you were like, I want to talk about this. And I was like, okay. And then I threw it to you. And now it's been 20 minutes. And I still haven't heard you say anything about that. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So okay, that, that is a, I love this topic. This is a no, great I know topic. you told me and you wanted this topic. I, I I set it up. I teed it up for you, and I was waiting. Well, I think you threw me off because you mentioned uh, his tryout. Uh, okay, I did the wrong. I'm sure it was my fault. Go ahead, but I still I want to I want to hear it. I I was excited by your topic, so please, awesome, please continue. Okay, so this is and again, this is definitely geared towards youth hockey. So we're talking like squirt, peewee, bantam, you want your kid to try out for whether it's an A team, double A team, triple A team. Uh, this happens a lot to people and, and I've talked to other parents about it. We experienced it in the past. Your kid does all the right things. He works hard all summer. He is in prime shape to just shake the world, shows up at tryouts and he's paired with two of the weakest kids at the tryout who probably are two levels 
over their heads. So you're at a double A tryout and these guys are probably B or A players at the best, you know, and your kid starts to feel like maybe they're dragging him down because they can't do anything. It's like he's feeling I'm going one on five. What do you do? You know, and I think that's a valid question that's been posed before. So I posed that to some scouts. I said, here's the situation. What do you do? Because that could just completely sabotage your tryout. And uh, the scouts gave me some great feedback. And uh, their feedback was this, is that if the scout uh, is good and he's worth his weight and he knows the game of hockey, uh, he said you need your your player needs to approach the game uh, the same way. He can't change. He said a lot of these kids change the way they approach the game and, and it's to their detriment. And, and what he means by that is that, okay, well, I got two guys who can't catch a pass, so I'm just not going to pass to them. I got two guys that, you know, that can't make this play, so I'm just not going to make that play. He said, no, 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 you have to play the right way. You have to make the right decisions. And, and you know, if you move that puck at 80 miles an hour and the kid isn't good enough to catch the pass, that's not your problem. You got to make the plays. So that was uh, – that was the answer. I'm curious you guys' thoughts. But they're like, don't change who you are and but how you in, approach the game. In this scenario, though, you are saying that the evaluators of a, you know, an A or a B tryout are the same as the evaluators of Division One hockey. And I would say that generally that is an incorrect supposition to make. I just don't believe that most of these people who are like, you know, lower level coaches uh, look at the game the way these, you, like you said, these scouts that you ask the question to, that's their profession. That's what they do. Uh, they're not uh, a, an A coach in, you know, El Segundo or, or you know, or um, Artesia. You know, that that's, in my mind, and this is what my 15-minute uh, podcast was about, is if you're trying out, I think you have a different, kind of stance during the tryouts than you do uh, when you're playing on most teams. Now, if you're on a triple A team, no, I think you play hockey exactly like you said, Lance. Yeah. Balls to the wall, play it as best you can be smart about it, no matter who they give it, give to you uh, on your line. But if you're trying to make an impression to get on the A team instead of the B team, and you're at a rink in Pasadena, I think you, you just got to tell your kid to play to his strengths try to try to be as visible as possible and maybe uh maybe be a little selfish uh at the tryout again this is one man's opinion and i'm absolutely certain that coach ralston will find fault with it <laughs> no i i don't uh, i don't think you're wrong but I, I do think we have to start out with the you know as we've said to people many many times the team is almost certainly um, 90% full, maybe more. The team might be completely full. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, uh, I'm very aware that we've been at tryouts where we pretty much knew in advance this team's already picked. Well, so, AAA, I would say, I would, AAA, I would say 75% of the time they're full. Unless it's the rain, in which case, hundred percent of the double time, hundred percent of the time, the rain is not full. Uh, uh, double A, I would say, fifty percent of the time, the double A team is full. And I, I used to like to say it this way: so, okay. um, so you're a coach, you have a tryout, 
a couple of kids you have never seen appear. You already know pretty much what your first and second line is going to be. Uh, now, maybe you're looking at your third line or maybe you're looking at a, you know, an extra pair of D. So you've got some kids out there and you've got the kid that has been in your program for a few years. And you might even coach this kid for a year. You sort of know, you know, this kid's, he's not my best player, but he's uh, pretty reliable and understands what I want. I've seen the kid under stress, you know, and then there's another kid who looks pretty good, maybe even looks a hair better than this other kid. Which, which kid is the coach going to take? Nine times out of 10, the coach is taking the kid he already knows because this other kid could just be looking good on that day. Uh, but then the coach really doesn't know, Hey, I might get the kid and find out, you know, but put him in a game situation. And, and uh, suddenly he's, uh, you know, crawls into the corner in a shell and, and throws the puck to the other team. Like, okay. Now coaches scenario- are very, very, um, they're, they're more than likely more times than not, they, they go with what they know because they figure that's, that's a better bet than gambling on a, a quick look in a tryout, which is why tryouts are so problematic. It's very difficult for a kid to come in from a tryout unless they absolutely dazzle everybody and just look, you know, and, and just, you know, I, I, we always go back to the, the, the famous, you know, Chris, uh, um, you know, tryout where he went down and just blew people off the ice and, uh, you know, crush the, the best player from the year before. Uh, and, and that's the type of tryout that gets people's attention, but a lot of, you know, it's not possible for a lot of kids to, to have that type of, uh, tryout. I don't think. Now and coach so, Ralston in this case, I just want to ask something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the kid that you don't know the kid, let's call him kid B let's say he's from Bakersfield. Do you more want to take him or do you less want to take him? Uh, knowing what we know about Bakersfield, go number one, Baker Odette. <laughs> it certainly depends on the kid, doesn't it? No, he's from Bakersfield. Just pretend like you you don't know anything about him, but he's trying out and he's from Bakersfield. Um, All I can say is Randy's not going to be allowed into the city limits of Bakersfield when we're. I done. just said number one, Bake Dad. That's a good. That's a good thing. I I want to know what Ralston thinks. I would take him because I know Bako kids. Bako kids are going to mix it up no matter what. You might like your reliable kid on the sideline. No way that kid's going to give you what Bako kid does. But Coach Ralston, I wanted to hear from you. I I mean, uh, we you know we were we we had a, a bunch of teammates that came from Bakersfield and they were all. Uh, very rambunctious. Um, rambunctious they were no that they were appreciated uh, teammates they oh, all yeah. they all had skill and game so, hell yeah uh, they did i can't yeah. i can't say anything negative but um you know i i also want to say i've talked i've talked to other people about this and you know i was talking to uh, somebody else that we know about this um whose kid went to a tryout and um and you know he was just commenting on like the you know 90% of the team is returning players and he's trying to get onto this team and he's doing a tryout and he's out there and he can't get a pass. And that that's, that's the problem I have with that, that scout. It sounds, it sounds like a good thing, but what are you really saying? Like, okay, let's say I, I'm, I'm a kid and I go get a puck in the corner and I start skating up and maybe I beat one guy and I pass a sharp, you know, pass to my teammate and hit the flex off his stick and goes right back to the defenseman. And then the other team turns the other way. And then you spend the next 60 seconds chasing the puck and get nowhere near it. And the other team, you know, bangs in a tic-tac-toe goal. Uh, how did you, how did the scouts see your kids skill 
<laughs> did he see it in that three seconds when he went and got the puck and made a nice pass to the guy who then couldn't hold on to it? I mean, come on, it's 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 preposterous. And so what what my my friend was saying, and it's to, I I've seen this. You know, a poor a kid can get out there, and the other kids that are that are not his teammate will not pass on the puck, won't give him the opportunity, and the kid can do all the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, and play the way you're supposed to play and make passes to other people and, you know, go and, and you know, do dirty work and uh, go in front of the net and be in the position. I, I've seen, you know, plenty of times where a kid comes down and, you know, could have passed to guy A, B and C and decides to hold on the puck and go around and then, you know, try and take a roof a shot from the from the goal line where he could have passed to, you know, multiple teammates and then skates around for the next, you know, minute. And I think if you're a kid where, you're the coach doesn't know you um it it can be really difficult to get any kind of attention or any kind of positive um you know notice and and i also think that um a lot of coaches do do want to see puck possession they want to see a a person be able to get a puck so maybe you say to your kid like hey listen no go get the puck and if you can just possess it as long as you can i mean like make a great pass if it's open but uh, if there's not a pass there, then maybe uh, do what you can to hold on to the puck for, you know, 15, 20 seconds and move around and beat a couple people, you know, if you can. Um, is, that, is that how a kid should play in hockey? No, but it might get you, uh, get the coach to at least, you know, look up from his clipboard for two seconds or, for, <laughs> or from the conversation he was having with the, the dad of his star player on the first line. And uh, I, go, I hey, just want to say, it sounds like hockey. It sounds like Dave and I agree for the first time, and uh, Lance, it, we're both in opposition to Lance and 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 his standpoint. Uh, uh, Lance, uh, it, how does it feel to be on the outside? I'm usually the one on the outside. How does it feel? Hey, I, I love it, but I got uh, I got a few points to make here, and Uh-oh. that is, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it depends on the level, like you said, Randy. I mean, if if my kid's trying out for a B team, an A team, um. I think it's important, especially at the younger ages. Like you said, these amateur coaches uh, who are who are in charge of these teams, they're gonna, it's going to catch their eye. The kid who's flashy, who's doing all these things, you know, putting the puck between their leg, going around. Nobody can catch up to them. Uh, they're going end to end and and scoring. I think at those levels. Um, that's going to garner you attention. I think, like you said, when you're getting a little bit older and you're AAA uh, and everyone's really good, I think rather than showing people, giving people attention, it's going to actually come across bad. Like a he's a puck hog. Uh, his IQ is low because he's not seeing the right plays that are in front of him. You know, when you're playing peewee B. I don't think people are concerned. Hey, 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 hey. nothing bad about Pee Wee Beeb over here. Guess what my daughter played last year. Hey, hey. I'm just saying there's, there's, they're not as concerned about the hockey IQ as they are getting the puck in the net. Ho, 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 ho. Are you saying that my daughter does not have high hockey IQ? Oh, by the way, another variable that you guys might not think about very much because you don't have this. Have you ever seen a girl playing offense with two boys and how much they want to not pass it to her? Like like the first time they're on the ice together. Oh my God. Uh, I I still, I was like watching these, uh, these, um, you know, it wasn't tryouts. These were, these are scrimmages before the tryouts. They so did not want to pass it to her. 
then she scored a few goals and then they loved her. But uh, at the very beginning, man, you can ask a girl what it, uh, like uh, whether or not the boys trust her at all with the puck. And I'm telling you, it's almost it's almost like, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of like a do not pass go sign. It's like do not pass. Uh, uh, she just would not get the puck uh, from either of the other two forwards. And then she scored and then they began to pass it to her, but not until then. Absolutely not. Uh, the yeah, girls yeah. a little different. Well, I don't think it's different from between. Uh, I mean, that girls are just going to get the same thing that, uh, that if you, you walk in with, you know, X, Y, Z club that uh, gear on that nobody knows, or, uh, you know, you're just an unknown factor. You're going to get this, the same treatment. In, in oh, many I, I think the ponytail adds to it. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. It's like, it's like you're, you're at least getting the, Hey, you're persona non grata uh, just, just by, by dint of the gender, the fact yeah. that it's a girl and, and you really gotta, you know, do something spectacular to, to get those, those boys to look up from that and go, Hey, and, I, and it's probably like to your point why a lot of girls end up playing D because um, because you can't get uh, boys of a certain age to uh, treat you like any other like they would treat any other player that they respected. So the girls it almost got to be yeah even even better. It took uh, to some time. Uh, I can tell you, it took some time at the local rink. Um, uh, not too much time, by the way. I'm not being mean to these kids, but I do notice that boys in general don't like passing to the girl. Uh, at the beginning um, uh, but then you know like uh, right now uh, she's really bonded with this whole team so it's like um, after they after they made the turn uh, you know if if you're if you're willing to stick with it uh, until they can see you know that you're kind of uh, an asset to the team or if if you're you know uh, good good with the puck or good with whatever um, you know once they see that uh, they, they've been really nice to her and uh uh, the other day, uh, you know, like Maggie always changes in the, um, in the, um, um, she doesn't go into the changing room. She stays out in the front lobby. Uh, and one of the guys came out, uh, for the, for her team and was like, Maggie, no, you're in the wrong place. You got to be in with the team. And then she was like, no, nah, no, I'll be out here. And then three guys came out and like, come on, Maggie, we need you. You know, what are we going to do without you? I don't think Max knows how to tie his skates. And so Maggie humps, uh, huffs and puffs and gets up and takes her bag and goes into the locker room with them. But I thought that was really a nice little moment for her because all the guys on the team obviously really, you know, really like her. So uh, they all came out to try to get her to come in and, and you know, and and so they'd have her in the locker room to 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 laugh around with and all that other stuff. So, I have a question for you, Randy. Yes, sir. So she played Pee Wee B last year. Is that correct? Yes, for three quarters of a season. And so, what level is she playing this year, Randy? Uh, she is uh, playing Double A uh, Pee Wee. Uh, it's a big jump, Lance. Uh, believe me, her father knows it. Uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm thinking that she needs to work very hard to uh, to be on the team, but uh, she's uh, she certainly she certainly played very well so far. So I will just accept it. What she has, Lance, uh, is speed. Um, she's faster than most of the kids out there. So at I, very... thought you, I thought there was an A missing from there. Oh, what? An A? Didn't you? Aren't you missing an A? 
Well, she's on the AAA girls team, but she's on the AA boys team. There is no AAA boys team. Uh, and I don't think she'd make a AAA boys team either, by the way. Um, but uh, she did get on the AA boys team and she's on the AAA girls team. But that's that the girls team. Uh, she's kind of a, a, a uh, not a practice player, a tournament player. She's only going to be uh, playing with the girls team um, when when her schedule, you know, uh, allows it. Now, she's I want to. I, yeah, I don't well, get you in, well a, a lot of girls uh, do do this right they they play yeah. the girls that are playing with the boys in general, socal yeah it's generally considered i think mm, yeah maybe you're right maybe it's more of a socal thing but um they're you know they're the ones you know i i always uh, talk about the story of like uh, when we, we did have uh we had a, a girl on our team when my son was a bantam and uh, they played in this, you know, tournament in, on the East Coast, and uh, a lot of a lot of the um, scouting occurs there. And of course, their team was not a highly regarded team that year. And um, they were playing a game, and like <laughs> they were like, "Oh, there's a girl there." Well, you know, all the coaches of the of the girls' teams of the prep schools were there in the stands <laughs> watching this thing because of like, "There's a girl playing round round double air there," so. Uh, um, it's, it's a great way to get noticed, I guess, but, uh, um, well, anyway, uh, there's my little story. I don't, I don't know if that was a good one or not, but uh, no, I did, did want to ask you girls that can, the girls that can hang with the boys at a certain level, it is not easy, uh, from, from what I can see, cause I've seen a lot of the, the girls sport recently. Um, and it is, it is tough, uh, to, to, to have the same aggression as some of these boys who have been playing since they were four. You know, it's hard to keep up with those little dudes. So yeah, uh, well, you don't I'm, see a lot of girls. I'm pretty impressed with it. Yeah, into uh, into full check. Um, usually, a lot of that's that's uh, you know, if if a girl stays up into checking, that that's that's a, a smaller universe of because yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of, there were a lot of girls playing at the you know certainly the upper levels of California Double A in Pee Wee, but then a lot of them go and just start playing uh, for girls teams. And the rule set's different and everything. And uh, well, the, the, if you've got a girl that stays through Bantam, that's um, that's unusual. But um, actually, I wanted to ask you, um, it, you know, I don't want to get you in trouble here, but yeah, you were you were debating two different teams, and yes. so you selected one. And I'm curious if you could, if there's anything that you know you think is just generally useful for people in terms of how you ended up making that decision of the team you you went with um the the uh are you talking about the girls teams or the boys teams no i'm talking about this year unless yeah. i'm misunderstanding the, you were seriously considering two different boys teams for yes. her to play on and you chose one and why um i would have to say uh that the first night uh you always choose the the team that you'd rather go with right um you, the one that you think that is the best program for your son or daughter uh, she got offered a letter uh, on the first night. Uh, the coach was very nice about it. Um, I looked at her. She was thrilled. And so we went with that. All right. So um, it, was just, it was as simple as this is where we wanted to be. We got the offer. We're taking it. Well, and also, I mean, I think what I was talking about with the in the previous show about how many hours on the ice, you know, the the one program was offering three. And then you have to do privates for like two or three hours uh, a, a week in order to get the same time on the ice. That costs a lot of extra money. Uh, uh, this this uh, program is offering 
four and a half or five hours uh, a week on the ice, uh, then I don't have to pay quite as much to a private instructor or, you know, uh, right. it, it matters right. to me. Uh, you know, uh, I don't have the deep, what we call uh, Alexander pockets, uh, <laughs> which means you can just like dip into a well of money that is springing forth from the earth. Uh, I don't have that. And so I have to be careful and I have to make choices. And um, and also, I, you it's know, I like tree. Yeah, that's very nice. It's a trick. Uh, I, you know, the coach I like, there were a lot of things, Coach Ralston, uh, but uh, I, I think uh, the most important uh, were that uh, she felt comfortable uh, and she liked the group of kids. Now, the other group, uh, you know, we'd been on a team at that at that uh, club the year before, but it would be probably 50 or 60 percent new kids on the team. And as much as you, you know, you, you like to meet new kids and there's some very nice ones, um, you know, uh, I think she knew what she had in our backyard. She liked what we had in our backyard and it had a good coach and a good program. Uh, and at that point, it's hard to pull uh, pull away and go 25 minutes down did the road. It, did this come out of playing spring hockey, which is another yeah. thing we've talked oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so. she got to that, that, you know, those boys that were running in and out going, Maggie, Maggie, you know, yay, come talk to us, you know, ha, 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 you're so funny, and you're a girl, ha, 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 you know, um, <laughs> those kids were from the spring program, and uh, they all bonded, you know, they all seemed to like each other. I heard nothing bad from the locker room, and you know how hard that is, coach, you know, how many times do you hear, like, Oh, one guy is blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, we've been through locker rooms. It's sure different from uh, when our kids were peewees. Yes, exactly. (laughs) There's always somebody that was a pain in the ass in the locker room, you know, either thought he owned the building or thought his shit didn't smell or uh, uh, was named Alexander or... Easy now. <laughs> oh, oh, just had to pull that one back into into. Uh, it's just into... always good to check and make sure Lance is actually still listening to the podcast. Well, he could be at the barbecue. <laughs> we all know this. Okay, we're coming up against a hard break, gentlemen. Uh, is there any last note you'd like to say before I round this uh, episode 43 off? Yes, I would just like to say for all the ribbing Randy gets me, I would not be surprised if his daughter is sporting the Sabre jersey sooner than later. Okay. Ooh. I Do don't know, know what, what that the means. Sabre jersey is? I have no idea what that means. Shattuck St. Mary's mascot ah, is the same. I had no idea. Thank you, Lance. It's a very kind thing. And Lance, you know, I look up to you. I look up to you as an old, old distinguished figure, like a, like one of those mentor figures. Very old. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you for that yeah. old, old. Yeah, extremely old mentor figure. That's how I look at you. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Raleigh, you got anything before we, we cap this one off? Oh, no. I don't want to hold up the, the, the program any longer. Oh, thank you all for listening to this Youth Hockey Podcast. Uh, I think it was a special one in many ways because uh, we all got to hear the wisdom of three different people today. Uh, all had a point of view on a subject uh, that is near and dear to my heart, which is, uh, you know, like, how do you fit in? How do you get into the new... Uh, new hockey arrangements and things like that. Uh, and um, I still think Lance's uh, version is the best. What you do is you have your kid score three goals, deplete the other, the top player, uh, and uh, run rings around the entire uh, tryout. That's the best way. If you, if you can mark that down, people, uh, that's called the an Alexander special. Yeah, just do that. Just do that. You're yeah, good. exactly. No if you have the chance, just do that. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, always email us at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com and we will see you at episode 44. Bye. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.